Um, and that's why Dave Ramsey teaches it the way he does, because he knows based on following those seven baby steps, anybody could be successful. Yeah. But just understand, you know, these are principles that, um, you know, most can really obtain and really live by if you are actually able to follow those. He's teaching hard work and just being diligent, taking care of your family, you know, all these foundational things. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate a, a lot of what he talks about with that. And, and, uh, and, and, and like I said before, when we're talking about those foundational principles, they're, they're excellent. They're, they're, it's excellent value in, in what, what's being provided. Uh, but obviously, we're, we're here to speak to the masses in regards to entrepreneurship. Hello and welcome to the Prepare to Compete podcast where we talk all things VA benefits, real estate, entrepreneurship, and more. Kenneth Davis, how you feeling today, my brother? Oh man, I'm blessed and highly favored. Just uh, ready to get to educating. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we've been educating a lot through all these segments uh, regarding veterans, VA benefits, real estate, and you know, again, we want to talk to you about business and entrepreneurship. And we want to talk about our friend Dave Ramsey and whether his principles actually apply to the veteran community. Um, you know, I've been a fan of Dave Ramsey for a while. He has some very good principles um, regarding just kind of saving up and building wealth. And we really want to kind of unpack a little bit of that uh, for our veteran community today. Yeah, yeah. And and listen, Mr. Ramsey, he is... Um uh, just kind of give him a little background. He's, a, again, I would say almost a financial expert, right? Uh, Christian base and just really uh, loves giving more information in regards to uh, a way to build uh, financial wealth uh, for you and your family and, and kind of having understandable principles that's going to get you there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he have <clears throat> very uh, much so principles. Um, you know, some of them I, I believe may be... Uh, faith-based or at least faith-influenced. Yeah. And um, there's some different things that happen in the news that, you know, I've kind of heard, I guess, the social media YouTube news, right? Uh, you know, I guess we're YouTubers right <laughs> now, listen, right? Listen, that's, uh, that's, where, that's where media comes from. That's, that's where everyone gets their news, right? That's the most clicks. Uh, more, nine times out of ten, most people aren't in front of the TV anymore getting the news for the most part. Absolutely. I don't turn on the TV unless I'm watching the Laker game. And, uh, you know, usually I got to work while I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've been in tears lately. Watching that. <laughs> <laughs> man, they've been, they've been doing me wrong, man. But the 49ers are making a good push in, in the NFL season. So uh, that's, that's helping me have some type of uh, enjoyment in my sports world. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so it kind of started with, you know, some young lady that said something regarding Dave Ramsey uh, being whether he was for the black community or not. And, oh, you know, wow. that got made some waves. And, of course, um, Anthony O'Neill, which he actually used to appear on the Dave Ramsey show, uh, he made a video about it. So it actually had me kind of take heed to, you know, what was going on with that situation. And I saw, um, you know, other YouTubers uh, make some different uh, videos and have some commentary about it. And we're not here to kind of debate the points that they did, but it really just kind of made us um, really think a little bit, right? And then we have certain conversations all the time about building wealth, you know, what's the best strategies. And even us, you know, 
we don't have the same exact opinion on how to do it, right? So there's not one strategy that fits all. And, you know, I think that's the crux of it that kind of everybody needs to understand. And, you know, we want to just kind of introduce some of the things that Dave Ramsey says, because, you know, especially even with the veteran community, he talks about VA loans and how that's so terrible and all this type of stuff. And it's like, yeah, let's let's kind of unpack that and let's kind of let the public know what we feel and, you know, some feedback that we have. Yeah. And um, and truth be told, right, uh, a lot of it is I think when we're always talk, I think it's a, a lot of um, uh, trigger words, I would say. Right. Uh, or 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 high intensity verbiage, uh, generational wealth and wealth building and different things, different terminology. Um, it's always going to be about at the end of the day, whatever your you know specialty is or your expertise. I think loving that and loving the people that you service and also loving the the community that you're surrounding is ultimately going to get you in the position uh, that you desire for the most part uh, in some way, shape, or form, right? Uh, but when we when we go about that way, understanding the principles that's aligned that. Uh, Mr. Ramsey states, and, and again, for veterans as well, there's multiple ways that you can even jump different uh, different uh, steps in regards to uh, what the principles are um, just through military service. But we'll talk about that soon here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so to kind of unpack it, right, um, Dave Ramsey has seven baby steps, right, to build wealth. Um, and we agree with a lot of them, or at least, I, you know, I agree with a lot of them, uh, especially when you get to that end point of, you know, being able to actually give back, right, yeah. and, and doing that. But how you get there, like, ah, you know, to each his own, right? Um, in the sense of, do you pay off your house totally, you know, having a certain amount in savings and, you know, not utilizing credit cards and different things like that. Uh, he preaches a lot of that. You know, I think that can be, that can work very well. I would say everything that he kind of teaches is very good idealistic principles, right? But when you talk about business owners, for example, uh, you know, a lot of times credit is king, you know, for us business owners in a sense to just be able to leverage um, mm. our, ourselves and be able to do things that, hey, you know, I got $10,000, but I can get $100,000 worth of credit. So let me leverage that to uh, run my business and do other things that's going to create revenue. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about the basic individual, when they're utilizing credit, oftentimes they're just going to buy the new iPhone, buy a big screen TV and, you know, a Gucci bag or something. And <laughs> they're not necessarily utilizing it to leverage to build wealth. Right. Yeah. So I think that would really becomes the issue. The crux of the issue is like it's not necessarily that credit is all bad. It's just definitely when you use it for liabilities and not assets then, you know, that becomes the problem. And also, you know, in, in the culture a lot lately, there's been some different rumblings of what uh, asset and what a liability is in the sense of people being able to leverage cars as assets now because they're going to go put it onto a road to rent it out or they're going to buy this rental property and put it on Airbnb, different things like that. And now that Airbnb is selling, that so-called asset became a liability because without the revenue from Airbnb, it's not cash flowing anymore and, you know, yeah. different things like that. So I understand what Dave Ramsey teaches about because 
he prevents people from getting themselves caught in that. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, uh, true indeed. Not, and, I, and, I, and I definitely, um, you know, agree to that in regards to being able to navigate on how not to get in caught into that cycle because that cycle is very dangerous. That cycle could um, make you feel like you're over water and if, uh, again, underwater. And if you've ever been in uh, as a business owner or just a um, just a just a, a everyday person who is, you know, working a nine to five, which is great as well. Um, if you're going through that process and feeling underwater, um, I will tell you right now that type of anxiety and that type of uh, that type of distress is not for the faint at heart. And it's very it's very uh, stressful for uh, any person, a uh, veteran or not. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely is. So now. You alluded to uh, a little bit ago regarding veterans being able to be very uh, well positioned, right? When it comes to building wealth, mm -hmm. uh, because obviously, you know, a lot of veterans um, join military service, you know, right out of high school or even yeah. in their early 20s. So they're starting to establish a lot of um, wealth building tools early on as far as establishing a lot of work skills, right? Life mm. skills, uh, starting to kind of build for their retirement early on, you know, establishing a family, doing certain things, being able to have access to use the VA loan if they so do um, please to do so, which is very unique from uh, the normal civilian, right? Because you, you literally, you can have a a military service member that joins the service when they're 18, they're getting out of service after 20 years and they're not even 40 yet, right? And they already have a 20-year retirement from the military. They come work another career and, you know, by the time they're 60, they have two retirements, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about... Um, as far as the veteran community, a whole different ball game of uh, being able to build wealth and get themselves established. Yeah, yeah, and now uh, and to, and and a lot of that and and this is you know we're talking about uh, the the current veteran, current daytime. Obviously, we understand that there's been uh, switches and changes in regards to retirement plans and different things in regards to military service. Uh, but we're just kind of uh, speaking about the general, right? So. When you have those different life skills and when you have those different um, work skills or skill sets just in general, being able to transition them over and, put, and pinch them in within the, um, the, the, the civilian sector, well, being able to do that can position yourself uh, and position you uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a, uh, a viable work candidate. You can be able to get, one, better jobs, right? Uh, two, you can actually have a higher income. Uh, nine times out of ten because the skills that you're able to offer, right? A lot of people do not have the skill sets that you have. Um, and understanding that foundation, a lot of, a lot of uh, employers are willing to hire a veteran because one could be potentially more qualified, but also being more qualified, uh, you have the foundational skills and understanding what uh, what you would need to do of cons being a consistent employee. And in the military, consistency is something that is keen. Uh, whether if you're on deployment or what have you, or there you, you're, you're nine times out of 10, you will do the same thing that you did yesterday. Um, if there's nothing like other jobs and stuff, obviously, but the 
you're waking up at a certain time, you're getting off at a certain time, you're doing certain jobs, you have the same things that you're doing every single day. And it's hard to be able to build that consistency in most people. So having that access or having that understanding of the foundation will put you at a better position to be able to be, uh, be employed at a higher skilled uh, position. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, so now understanding what um, benefits our veterans have as far as starting off their career early and, and different things of that nature. Now, what are some of your opinions about those seven baby steps that uh, my guy, Mr. Ramsey, has going on here? Man, I've actually, I actually really, really love the statement baby steps, okay? Um, and one of the, let's talk about the first one, right? Uh, the first one of the seven baby steps would be able to save $1,000. Totally agree. Um, if you do not have $1,000 in your bank account uh, for uh, just an emergency or something that you need to quickly deploy of capital, you have a problem, okay? Because you don't want to live in a position of scarcity. Um, and what I mean by that, you don't want to live where you cannot uh, be able to deploy $1,000 when need be if there's any type of uh, emergent issue. Right. Um, but I, I totally agree to that. That's that that for me is bare minimum. You should have that. OK. Um, now, when we're talking about number two. Right. Uh, number two is interesting because now we're talking about paying off all debt. You know. When we're paying off all the debt, <laughs> uh, it depends. It really depends because everyone's debt tolerance is a lot it's different you know everyone's debt tolerance is a little bit different so with everyone debt tolerance being a little bit different uh there could be uh someone paying fifteen thousand dollars off versus paying two hundred and fifty thousand dollars off in debt two totally different types of lifestyles that they have to live to be able to get there so uh but also with this generation as well i must say that we're living in a generation that uh, most people have an absorbent amount of student loans mm. So with having that type of debt that's lingering on your behalf for the rest of your life, which most people aren't going to be able to pay those off in a, in a timely manner, uh, it, it very, it's very hindering in regards to your progression, I would say. But some, it's not. You know, Some will go work two, three, four jobs if need be to get things paid off. But what type of life are you living out of that as well? So that's a, that's a, that's a concern for myself. Um, but veterans, when we're talking about veterans, a lot of these active duty members or veterans could, again, as I mentioned before, have a higher, uh, higher, higher earning position, uh, but not only a higher earning position, but also having uh, access to other capital resources, uh, resource centers to help you uh, to be able to develop a business, get a job and so many other ways to be able to get that, uh, basically get to these baby steps faster, quicker, um, but also uh, put yourself in a better position to, um, to, to, to financial, financial uh, stability. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad you touched on student loans. So, you know, obviously we know with our uh, veterans, right, if they become 100% service connected, you can get the student loans forgiven. But however, let's say you're not 100% service connected and you're not on a journey to do that. How can you get your student loans forgiven, right? There are some other alternatives, right? They have the public uh, service loan forgiveness program. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes, a lot of veterans go and after service, they get a government job, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're working for a government or nonprofit for at least 10 years, um, 
why you're paying off your student loans, 120 payments, you can actually get those uh, student loans forgiven within that 10 year uh, time period. And they've uh, opened up some other programs as well. If you don't work for government or even nonprofit, because uh, in that public uh, loan forgiveness program, you could actually work for a nonprofit as well. Um, but let's say you're not doing either of those you can actually get those forgiven after 20 or 25 years of making consecutive payments. So oftentimes just, you know, speak to your student loan servicer mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Obviously, I know 20, 25 years is a whole lot more <laughs> than 10, right? Um, but, you know, it's something, right? And it's yeah. there. And, you know, but this kind of helps, right? When you're talking about a strategy, like let's say if somebody has $150,000 worth of student loans and they were thinking between a government or nonprofit sector job and a private job, for example, you know, even myself, for example, you know, I worked in higher education. I could work, I could have worked for a private a college or university or could work for a state institution. Well, that state institution allowed me to qualify for the public service loan forgiveness program, mm -hmm. right? So um, I might take a little bit less from them than I would that private institution because, you know, I have an exorbitant amount of student loan debt so I can, I'm taking that job with that in mind of being able to get that paid off within that 10-year period of me just making those minimum, very, very small payments. No, 100%, 100%. Definitely, Kenneth, I appreciate all those talking points and just kind of helping our veteran community really understand, you know, what's going on and how to accumulate wealth. And, you know, one of the things that I've always really took pride in knowing is that you cannot win by cheating the process and everyone can't sit in the front row, right? Mm. So now we're going to kind of unpack what that means through this conversation here. And just really kind of delve into it a little bit more. You know, why talking about Dave Ramsey, but talking about financial literacy and everything in general terms, right? Because he has some amazing principles, right? And his main thing is about that, right? It's about not cheating the process, right? Uh, setting up some solid principles and some solid foundations to really build wealth and grow and, you know, eventually be able to give and He's literally setting principles that anybody can follow, right? So whether you are a business owner, and obviously if you're a business owner, you might be a little bit more willing to assume risk, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're somebody that um, is just working a regular job, you want to be a little bit more risk averse, right? And that's what he's teaching. And um, what we have, and I think we talked about it in another episode, is that, again, some people try to cheat the process and some people, you know, sell a dream, right? You have a lot of people talking about financial literacy online. They're selling a dream of wealth because they want you to buy their course, right? And, you know, Dave Ramsey is, um, he has probably courses and products, but even with that, he's selling uh, something that's obtainable for everyone, right? Mm. And, you know, people can uh, criticize that, but when I'm talking about everyone can't sit in the front row, I want to really give you guys the visual of that, okay? Because when you think about it, let's say you're trying to sit front row at your favorite basketball game, right? There's only so many tickets. Mm. No matter how much money you feel like you accumulate, they're going to keep raising the bar of those ticket prices so that only the top 1% can be able to afford those Yeah. because it's only access to that. So we have a lot of online gurus selling courses and selling, yeah, you could be a millionaire, just buy my course and do this, do that. 
And um, Dave Ramsey is saying a lot different because he knows and understands that everyone can't sit in that front row. You know, um, once you get a million dollars, that's going to become the new middle class. Right. And we're seeing that in real time right now with just so many uh, things happening with inflation right now. Uh, during COVID, a lot more people had access to money. So what happened? Now every price has got inflated. Gas prices, eggs, you know, people yeah. talk a lot about that and different things of that nature. It's like, we're literally seeing that, right? And and, and there was a movie um, a while ago, Justin Timberlake was in it. I think it was called In Time yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. A movie, I like it. It was a great movie. It was a great movie. But it, it's literally about that. Now they use money, they use time instead it's of money as, yeah. as the currency. But it, it literally lets you know that. No matter how much time somebody got because somebody wealthy gave it away or you figured out how to get more time, stuff just came more expensive. So it became more expensive to buy your time, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, And that's why Dave Ramsey teaches it the way he does because he knows based on following those seven baby steps, anybody could be successful. And I think... Um, that's the best takeaway from there. No matter what type of criticism you have regarding the process of what you like and don't like. And it's very fun for debates, right? Yeah. But just understand, you know, these are principles that, um, you know, most can really obtain and really live by if you are actually able to follow those. He's teaching hard work and um, just being diligent, taking care of your family, you know, all these foundational things. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely... Um, appreciate a, a lot of what he talks about with that. Yeah, no, 100%. And, uh, and, and, and like I said before, when we're talking about those foundational principles, they're, they're excellent. There's, there, it's excellent value in, in what, what's being provided. Uh, but obviously, we're, we're here to speak to the masses in regards to entrepreneurship, right? So um, it's a lot more, those principles, I believe, will be a lot more risk adverse uh, when trying to step out on step out on faith, no pun intended, right? But step out on faith. Yeah. So you spoke so eloquently when you were talking about uh, build, building wealth uh, for the veteran community, and you just can't take the stairs, right? Um, so understanding that a lot of business owners and a lot of entrepreneurs are trying to put themselves in position to surpass those steps, right? And be able to be at the end goal. Uh, but we understand that takes a lot more hard work, a lot, not necessarily hard work, uh, a lot more uh, time and a lot more uh, mental toughness and gumption to be able to get through those through those days. Because there's some there's some lonely days. There's some uh, really hard lessons to be learned throughout that journey. So when we're talking about the veteran community, I always want to make sure that we shift that conversation so veterans and uh, and, and active duty military can understand in the sense of how it relates to them. They can be able to take those baby steps and they're able to uh, maximize those at a, at a high level degree. Some veterans or some active duty members, they'll go on deployment for, for months, even years. And when you go out on these deployments, you have to realize that is the opportunity to advance your life uh, so much faster and further than uh, the regular population. And why I say that is because, listen, there's not much to do in certain of certain, uh, these lo geographical locations in the world, right? Uh, I've been to places that have had a ton of fun, right? But then and had a great time, but then also been to places where, you know, I'm probably going to sleep in. You know, I'm probably going to just catch up on some rest uh, because uh, there's no uh, there. There's not too many places or things that we can do that I haven't already seen. 
okay definitely if i'm going to the same repeat place uh, at that point you can be able to save your 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 money right and also invest in pay off debt and actually speed up that process and, and again definitely if you're single definitely if you're a single person out on deployment but if you're obviously have a family you have obligations you need to take care of but with that being said, you still have the opportunity to save a bit more because you're probably getting paid uh, paid uh, with C pay more uh, if you're in the military, I mean, in the Navy. There's uh, different other pays uh, that you're able to receive, whether if it's jump pay, uh, SEAL, SEALs get extra money, uh, pilots. There's so many different parties of the military that can actually put themselves in a better position of life uh, before they get out in the civilian sector where you can be able to advance yourself uh, through those principles. So I think it's, that's great. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, it's all going to be relevant. But what I will tell you is this, is make sure that that relevancy is going to advance your life and advance your family. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Because you, you know, just have to make sure you're doing what's best for you. And that's the kind of the main crux of the conversation is mm -hmm. that you can look for people for advice you can look for uh reading books and certain principles but you have to take a little bit from everybody and come up with what works for you right yeah. because it's not going to be the same you know i, I look at uh, when, when I purchased my first home in 2014 and it was like 150000 and I tell that story now, it's like, oh man, you're lucky you made so much money, this, that, and that. But it's like, well, when I purchased that home during that time, I wasn't really taking a big risk. That's what they were worth at the time, you know? Yeah. And I, I just um, benefited from the equity appreciation, right? Mm. And I think that's where um, the Dave Ramsey principles might go astray for some people, especially when we're talking about investing in real estate, uh, especially with the VA loan because no down payment and all those sorts of things. But it allows you to start building wealth a lot sooner. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a veteran, but I had I was able to utilize that FHA loan, which yeah, had mortgage insurance and all of that. But, you know, once I sold that house and made two hundred and fifty thousand. Wasn't worried about that little extra five thousand that I had to get in for that, right? Yeah. And um, and with the VA loan, you don't even have that. There's no mortgage insurance, no, no down payment requirement, and in a lot of cases, you're gonna have a lower interest rate, right? Mm -hmm. So, but do you want to make sure that you have better credit? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Having better credit is going to help you in a multitude of ways. Mm -hmm. Whether it's just the interest rate on that. Um, home purchase, but more than that, looking at other aspects of your life on how much interest you're paying on your monthly credit card debt, right? Yeah, how much yeah. interest you're paying on your car payment, because ultimately that goes into your affordability to, for your home because they're looking at your debt to income ratio, right? Yeah. So if you have a higher car payment because you're paying 20% interest because of a low credit score, then now you could finance less home because you have higher payments there. So having a good credit score is definitely something that you want to strive for but the difference is that you don't want those things to get in the way of you making progress right mm. uh figure out a way to make that progress in spite of having lower credit in spite of this in spite of that now i understand that it's like well okay why do why did you have lower credit scores right or were you not paying your bills this that and that because you know i'm here to honestly and frankly tell you is that if you are someone that has bad credit because you recently weren't paying your bills and you went through credit repair 
most likely you're going to recycle that old same habits and ultimately you may end up losing that property anyway, right? Mm. So while, while Dave is teaching you to save and pay 20% and 15 years down, I'm not going that far, but I would say practice good financial habits mm. so that you can accumulate assets and you can keep it, right? Because if you have bad financial habits, you're going to lose those assets anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of the gist of where he's going with those recommendations. But um, it doesn't have to be that uh, extreme, right? To say yeah. just wait 15-year mortgage, <laughs> down. you know, it doesn't have to be that extreme, right? So, um, and especially with the VA loan, I think the last point I want to make before you chime in on that is that, um, you know, he doesn't consider the point of service connection, right? Because he always talks about the VA loan having fees and he has some different opinions on what we market in the sense of the VA loan having uh, lower interest rates and certain things. And I, I would challenge uh, someone to kind of do the research on that a little bit more, but you've got to be comparing apples to apples, right? So you have to be looking at somebody with the same credit score, with the same debt to income ratio and all the same factors and compare if they got a VA loan versus a conventional loan, what the interest rate is. But if you're just comparing two different people and somebody got a 620 and a 720, it's like, well, yeah, it's going to be a little <laughs> bit different, right? Because even with the VA loan, um, yeah, if you got a 620 versus a 720, the interest rate is going to be different, you know, yeah. but it's going to be with that when you're comparing that 620 for a VA loan versus a 620 for FHA or a 620 for conventional. Now that's when it's like, well, now when you're comparing that, yes, the VA loan is lower when you're looking at things in that common uh, standard. And uh, the other point there is that, again, with the service connection, if you're at least 10% service connected, you don't pay the VA loan funding fee. And um, I don't know about you, Kenneth, but I feel like, you know, most veterans that qualify for um, a VA loan, pretty much all veterans that qualify for a, a VA loan because they have a, you know, a general discharge or honorable discharge, they served our country and they deserve to not have to pay a funding fee, right? And they definitely deserve to be at least 10% service connected because something happened over their time of serving our country that qualifies them for at least 10%. And if they, if you're a veteran out there, you're not at least 10% service connected, come talk to us at Veterans of Veterans. I would like to make that our goal for you to be at least 10% service connected so that you can qualify to buy a home using that VA loan without worrying about a funding fee ever. I think that would be a great gift to give everyone. No, true indeed. Definitely with the holidays uh, coming around the corner. Uh, just, uh, you know, throw the Santa hat on and call it Santa. Absolutely. <laughs> I threw the blazer on, now I'm about to throw the red on in the next one. No, but that's, uh, that's, great. that's great information. Listen, it's just... Um, like you said, I think uh, everyone has different strategic uh, plans, you know, make sure that that's the right plan for you. But again, uh, utilizing those certain principles are going to get you where you need to go. Uh, but, you know, you know, I'm back to obviously our segment where we're talking about entrepreneurship. We always want to kind of uh, impinge what, 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 you know, anything that we're discussing in regards to that for the veterans. Right. So with that being said, you know, you spoke you spoke about being uh, having credit, having good credit. Right. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought it was, you know, very fitting to discuss having good credit, right, um, to be able to make larger purchases in your business or to be able to fund your business in certain aspects. But also, 
I think uh, also when we're talking about that, the good financial habits. Those good financial habits will ultimately lead you into other areas that you may not have maybe even known because you've been invited somewhere because of good credit. Okay, everyone's not invited to an American Express uh, uh, party, right? Uh, or different things of that nature. Not saying I am or anything of that nature, but what I'm saying is, is it, you want to have those good financial habits to put you in a position to be able to uh, make larger purchases or do things for you and your family that you may not have thought. And credit is a one way of utilization, but you want to make sure that you utilize it smartly, definitely in a business format. Uh, most business owners are always looking for capital or looking for credit or looking for ways to start a business based upon credit. Um, I, I, I seen a, a gentleman uh, I was watching a, a clip of a gentleman that said, uh, you don't need necessarily need funding or credit to start a business. Mm. And when you pull back,